What's up, everybody? You're on Money Moves, and I'm Michael Munsterman. Today's conversation, don't get caught in the crab trap. So what am I talking about when I say don't get caught in the crab trap? Here's what I mean by that. I don't know if you're familiar with crab traps or not, but crab traps are basically a five-sided cube. They're open on one side entirely and down in the bottom of the crab trap is a little wire mesh box that they've put typically bread in or some sort of bait. They put that bait inside of the box and they throw this into the water where it's weighted on that bottom side and it sinks all the way down in. Now what crabs do, crabs are crawling around inside of their world and one of them will recognize that there's something to be had in the bottom of that crab trap. So they'll make their way over, through, around, up and down into the crab trap. Another crab will see and smell and recognize the success of that crab and it'll follow. Pretty soon there are two crabs in the bottom of this trap and, and they're just living this fantastic day. Yay, we found the trap and they don't realize it's a trap, but they, yay, we found food and we're eating well, life is good and here comes another crab. There's still room for three crabs around and so all three crabs are eating around this basket and then a fourth. It's getting a little crowded, but everybody's getting theirs and then a fifth and a sixth and a seventh and an eighth and a ninth and a tenth and so on. And pretty soon the bait is gone. But you see, here's the thing. The crab, the very first crab that made it into the bottom of the crab trap is the only one that realizes that the party's over. Everybody else sees that there are more like they see success happen for that crab and success must have happened for those other crabs because they followed them down the same path. And now more and more crabs pile into the trap and then you come along. You're born into this world and the crabby truth is that you're walking around and you're directed from your crabby parents and your crabby teachers and crabby educators and crabby society to follow into the trap get a good job, get a good retirement, follow into the trap, head on into the crab trap. And so you do, you don't know any better. That's what you're supposed to do. So you go in over the edge of the crab trap and down into the crab trap and you, and you fight and you waller and you, you pull and you try to get down to the bottom of the trap because that is where the bait is. It's this optical illusion of success that you can get to the bottom of the trap and win. But something happens to you in this journey to the bottom of the crab trap. And that is you realize that there's really no bait. And you look through the walls of the trap and through the edge of the grate and you see other crabs and they're wandering off into the oblivion. What looks to be an open opportunity for more success, for more food, for more win. And this analogy, you could replace that with money. You could replace it with anything. But you're stuck in the trap. Now, here's, here's what's interesting. So for me, the trap was I was a conductor on the railroad. 
for everybody, that's not a trap. For a lot of people, that's a successful place to be, and they're very comfortable there, and that's they, they don't want to fight to get out of the trap. They don't want to fight to go find something different. They're scared of the vastness of the ocean, and they're comfortable where they are, getting paid what they're getting paid and living the lifestyle. Good for you if that's you. Take this same analogy and apply it to some area of your life. I'm not, I'm not down on conductors or engineers inside of the railroad, but for me, that wasn't my path. And I knew it. I could see out of the trap. I could see that there was something better to be had out there. Now, here's an interesting fact about crab traps. If you try to climb out of a crab trap, the other crabs, this is true, will will claw you. They'll like grab you and hold you in the trap. This is why fishermen don't have to put a sixth side on the trap because they know that the crabs will keep each other in the trap. In fact, the other crabs will literally rip a crab apart that's trying to work its way against the grain of the bottom of the trap. They'll kill that crab before they let it make it over the, the edge of the trap and escape. And our lives aren't any different. For me, I went to several different people. One was, was one of my wife's uncles who was a retiree on the railroad. And I said, hey, I'm getting ready to quit the railroad. And, and here's what I'm going to do. And we were on his boat. We were at the Lake of the Ozarks at his lake house and he had a, he had a house in, in the community I grew up in and, and on his boat at his lake house, all indicators, that's the crabby, the crabby, like the crabby lifestyle is not that bad, right? All indicators say, Hey, the railroad's a good path. He's looking at me and he says, you're crazy. You're going to quit the railroad to go do what? You feel the pressure of that claw? I did. But I could see out of the trap and I recognized that if I could just make it over the edge of the trap, I could win. And there were a couple people sitting up at the top of the trap with their hand extended down to me saying, hey, if you went out of the trap, you're going to have to let go of the bait. You're going to have to fight your way away from everybody who's holding you in the trap. And you're going to have to work your ass off to make it over the edge and get out into the vastness of this ocean and get the opportunities that are here waiting for you. Specifically, that trap right over there. Look how big it is. And I was like, yes, let's go. And so I told everybody I'm quitting. I got lots of sideways looks. But just enough of the people that I respected said, go for it. Good luck out in that ocean. It's scary and it can be dangerous, but we believe in you. And so I made my way over the wall of the trap and I quit the railroad and I pursued something different. And you see the logic here when you're thinking about the crab trap, it's not, hey, quit your job and run off into the ocean. You're going to get rich. Like that's not realistic. It's recognized that the other crabs don't realize that they're being crabby. That when you run ideas past people, they've been taught to play it safe. They've been taught to play it small. They've been taught to step carefully. They've been taught that you trade time for money. And so in the interest of 
watching out for your best interest, but they advise you, you should do this. You should do that. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. And this isn't just a money conversation. It's interesting how many messages I get from people who aren't self-employed. It's realistically a life message that you have to recognize that some people are just a little crabby and they're not crabby across all areas of their life, right? You have multiple areas of focus inside of your life. In your physicality, you've got people that like, oh, you think you're cool, you work out? Why? Well, I, I prefer beer. Like I, 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 I'm working out too. I'm doing double arm curls here, 12 ounces at a time. Like, okay, good for you. Guy might be a multimillionaire, but in that area of his life, he's a little bit crabby. And so you have to be mindful of allowing those people to speak into those areas of your life. You might have somebody inside of your physicality that's a perfect mentor for your physicality. But if you have a conversation with them about money, they could have some crabby belief systems. They could have a conversation. You could have somebody that is really like physically fit and they're really great at making money but their view in marriage and relationships is extremely distorted. And so when you try to have a conversation with those people, they give you some pretty crabby, pretty destructive advice. They live and die by some pretty crabby and pretty destructive decisions themselves. Like you're on marriage number three telling me that she'll be okay if I just X, Y, Z. You know, I think I'm gonna stick to some other advice. I'm gonna look for somebody who's up on the edge of the trap with their hand down saying, hey, I can help you out. This is the crabby truth. The truth is, is that we live in a society where some people are just crabby and you have to guard yourself against those people. You don't have to cut them out of your life. I'm not telling you not to talk to Aunt Sally anymore. I'm just saying to you that the opportunity for you to excel in whatever area of focus you're focused on today is dependent on your ability to recognize if they're truly giving you sound wisdom or if they're just being crabby. Easy, easy barometer to figure out what to do here. Just look at the fruit of their life. They're advising you on money, but they're up to their eyeballs in debt. They're advising you on career choices, but they've worked for the same company for 40 years, doing the same job, living in the same house. And that's okay for some people. That's a good fit for some people. But if that's not what that voice inside of you saying that it, you're supposed to do in your life, that's not the person for you to take advice from. Like I literally got a message from somebody the other day says, Hey, I love your podcast. I never want to work for myself. In fact, I would love, and, and, and the message came from a cousin of mine. She said, I would love to be able to retire from where I work. And I loved getting that message because that means that she recognizes that she can take this and she can filter it through. Not everybody's designed to be an entrepreneur. Some people are really brilliant intrapreneurs. But she recognizes that some of the advice that I give is a little bit crabby in her world. It doesn't align with that inner voice that she has that's saying, hey, here's what you should be doing. And so... My ask as you're going through your day-to-day -day is just to simply think about in your life, who are people that you give a voice to? Who are people that you listen to? Who are people you take advice from? And are they qualified to give it? Or are you stuck somewhere in the trap? Savvy?
Okay, just one little piece here I want to throw out as a final note. A lot of the podcasts coming up over the next 90 days are going to be just a little bit shorter, and here's why. Because I have committed to do a podcast every single day for the next 90 days, starting with this one.